Episode of Tech in Africa Meet the Founders. With me here today, we're going to interview Samuel, the founder and CEO of Ijawu Limited, Kigali, Rwanda. Hi Samuel, how are you doing? Hey Kai, I'm doing good. How is everything going over there? It's good, man. It's good. Sydney is great. Hopefully also you're doing well with the team there. So, uh, we are going to give you some uh, questions. Yeah. We're going to interview about your journey with the company as well. So, first thing first, could you please pitch us about what your company in brief, what's the business about? Yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, Ijobo is a, a website, and online platform where African freelancers, Rwandans in particular, can go and find opportunities they can work on. So for now, we started as as other online platforms like Fiverr or Upwork.com, just connecting clients and freelancers. But then we realized that our market is different from what we are trying to emit it. So we we build a hybrid friends platform where even offline freelancers can connect with clients and then do their work offline and get paid offline. So we're doing that with uh, using some machine learning and AI process who is the best candidate for the certain job posted and then they com- make recommendations to the client. And then also, could you tell us more about yourself? What's your personal background? What's your experience? And then how have you been involved in this journey? Yeah, so back in 2016, I was still a college student, but I had to go to another province for the college, to another campus. So when I get there, I could not find a job because there were no companies hiring there. But I, I was a software programmer, so I decided why not go online and see if I can find jobs. So when I, I looked for jobs online, that's when I came across freelance platform. It was like it was like I discovered God. I discovered I could make money online where I was, wherever I was, just using my skills. But the problem was, well, those platforms were not held to Africans in particular, so I could not withdraw my money from those platforms, and it was highly competitive. So we thought, why not create such things for our own market? So that's when I decided to build our our own platform for African market, for Rwandan market. So if anyone wants to employ us, we have our own payments, our own technologies, so that actually our African princes can can use that platform to make actual money. So I decided to quit college. I decided to quit college back in 2016, and then. In 2017, sorry, and then decided to work on this uh, new platform full time since then till now. Wow, that's brilliant. And also, can you tell us more about this market in the Rwanda? Why, why, why did you prefer this market? Yeah, Rwanda is a country we don't have a lot of people here. The population is not so big, and the purchasing power is also not that high. But the good thing about this market is that we are. A lot of people are very early adopters. So when you bring something new, people want to try it. They are going to interact with it most likely intensely. And then a lot of people are trying your, your stuff. So they, are, they give you like useful feedback. And then you can kind of build the right product from here. So that's when, uh, first of all, the run on market is where we were when we had the product. But the reason why I think this is the perfect market to be in right now is because of testing new new concepts and new products. Rwandans give you the best feedback, they interact with your product and everything. But in terms of the size and the purchasing power, the market is small for the product, uh, but it's the right one for now at the moment where we're testing new concepts and 
getting ready to go to other markets. All right. And then so far, what is the main issues or obstacles or problem that Ijobo itself has been facing in Rwanda? Yeah, so the main issue right now was, uh, I don't know if I can say like the mindset of the people. Uh, a lot of people were not used to like having your job, doing all your whole work in your house online without going to an office. So that was the challenge at first. We had to educate them. And as you know, there is also a lot of scams online promising people like fake jobs. So we also had to fight with that the bad image those scams created. Uh, so for now, the main issue was educating the population, the our users and also our clients, educating them on first of all that this is possible, this is real, and then secondly, educating on them on certain behaviors you have to have online. How do you communicate? Uh, how do you sell yourself if you're applying? Yeah, the main problem was educating the users. I would say, technologically, there were no, not a lot of challenges, and the government was very supportive of the of the new initiatives. But the people educating them and having them understand what's happening was the challenge. But it's coming as time goes by. All right. So it's just more likely to how do you change the mindset and how to educate the people as the users in the end of the day. And then, who are your main competitors around and outside of their country? Who who are your inspirations? Yeah, so uh, in the country, uh, we have uh, about 50 or more job boards. <laughs> so most employers are just used to going to those job boards. Even though they are looking for freelancers, they post to job boards and then they get applications via email and whatever the applications are sent for. Uh, but those are the kind of people we are competing with, but as you, as you heard, these are like indirect competitors because what we are doing is actually being able to process those applications using the user's profile, the information they provided before. And those job boards those doesn't have that. So we don't have any direct competition like any other platform doing the same thing as we're doing, for instance, but uh, we have alternatives, indirect competitors like job boards and and social media is where people are actually actively looking for freelancers and other employees online. So outside, I would say we look for our inspiration come originally from Upwork uh, and freelancer.com. That's where we got the, the, the idea from, but also Fiverr is a good source of inspiration. We look at their tactics and how they, they create new concepts and attract new clients, and we look at them. Uh, and also, Lab the task is a good one we look at. Yeah. And regionally in Africa we we uh we look at there's this platform in Kenya called Kuhaso. I think it's also a good example and a good source of inspiration that we are always looking at. Alright. And then also as the founder and CEO of Ijobo, what's your point of view about the market in Rwanda? Uh, again, as I said before, the market in Rwanda is is not big in in terms of number and sizes, but they are very good area adapters. So if you are creating a new concept, they are going to interact with it. They are going to give you great feedback. And the government here is very supportive of new ventures. So you are most likely going to get the best support uh, from the government can get. So I think this is the right place to start your startup, especially if you have a new concept. You are trying to prove and you are trying to, to learn from it. Uh, 
it's not costly to start here. You can register a business in six hours online. You don't have to go anywhere else. And the tax are not that bad. So I feel like this market is good for founders who want to try new concepts and, and see how things can go to other markets. But if you want to build the next Facebook or the next like big startup with a lot of users, you will have to go to other countries because you don't have a lot of people here. But it's a good market to start with. Awesome. Is it really hard actually to find investors there? Yeah. Again, it might be hard to find Rwandan investors here because we don't have a lot of them, uh, especially for new concepts. So we have investors in like existing concepts like trades, infrastructure, such stuff. But for <clears throat> for things like startups, there's not there's no like actual VCs here going on, such stuff. Uh, but for now, it's easier to find investors globally, like. People who are in Kenya can actually invest you in Rwanda because most of Rwandan startups that have been funded were not funded by Rwandan VCs or Rwandan investors. They were funded by outside capital money, right? Uh, but also, if your company manages to make it past the initial stage and you are kind of glowing, that's when people get like interested. Investors get interested in your venture. So it's hard to find money at the beginning when you are. At the early stage, just trying to figure out everything. But the moment you you get past that stage and your your startup is performing very well, you get the investors start coming. So it's hard to find investors at the beginning. All right. And also, what do you think is lacking to Ijobo to develop it more? What what do you think as the startup there? What what's the main barriers to develop it? Yeah. So I would say there are two. Uh, one is having like full-time dedicated freelancers who are willing to work on the platform. Because currently the freelancers we have are people are just trying this new concept, want to see if they can actually make money online. So they're not like 100% into it. Or maybe they're just college students just registering to see how things goes. So we'd love to have those who will be full-time integrated in it. Um, and those who are like 100% willing to get people to work online full time, because also most of the clients they come, they connect with the freelancer, and then they want to work with them within their offices offline. So the main barriers for now is having the the clients who are actually willing to like online full time, and also getting people are willing to work full time online free, as freelancing. Okay, and then also, uh, what is your perspective for the next years for the Ijobo and uh, more regionally in Africa? So next year, we think by this year, by the end of this year, we should have uh, like perfected our algorithm in predicting and detecting uh, applications that are not like qualified for the job and removing them. Uh, so by the end of this year. We should raise funds and try new countries like Uganda or Kenya, basically East African countries, see how they react to the product and learn from that. And then once we have the, these other markets also reacting to our product and using it, we should have a great idea, a good idea on the whole African market. And then we should be able to expand from that to other markets. So for now, the things that are stressing us is making sure our training our algorithms 
to be able to detect and predict which which application should be good for the employer. And by the time that's perfect, we should start expanding to other countries with the help of some investors. Okay. As you know, we are always on the look of a great startups, new products, and amazing entrepreneurs. Could you name a few locally or regionally in the country? Yeah, there's this friend of mine called Clement. Uh, he's working on a startup called Uplus. Uh, it's a group saving platform. So let's say if your friend has a wedding, originally here in Rwanda, your friends would contribute like money or things to your wedding. So the guys, usually you'd have someone go around collecting money, calling people, but with Uplus, you could uh, send actually money, mobile money or using your card to the group that you created in that startup. And then collecting money for that wedding would be good. It could also be used for saving, group savings. So if you're a group and want to do something, you can use the platform. So I think it's a very good one because it's having an impact in the rural areas where People usually, they save to buy goods and such stuff. And then they have something called Ibimina. So like the village would contribute money. Then this time they buy you a cow. Then you contribute money. Another time you buy a cow for another person. So it was interesting to hear the impact they were making. So I think it would be good if they show you like what they're doing and how they are making it happen. All right. And then also, last but not definitely least, what is your favorite quotes in doing this startup journey, your business or entrepreneurship? Uh, okay, interesting. Uh, at the beginning, when I was starting, <laughs> there's this quote, I don't remember who said it, but it said, start where you are with what you have and do what you can. So whenever I was doing anything, this, this is what was pushing me because, you know, you are always lacking something always there's something you need but you also always have something you can start with either it's your laptop or your skills or just your friend so this pushed me to start and it always pushed me whenever i have a piece of challenge the next one is by a guy called gary vaynerchuk i don't know if you know him uh oh yeah but it's it's saying value 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 (laughs) that's a wrap up thank you once again for your time and joining us today so I wish you Thanks. all the best luck with you and the Ijobu and the team in your Kigali Rwanda. So yeah, once Thank again, you very much. Cheers. Thank you so much. Speak soon.